The Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by Michter's American Whiskies and by 291 Colorado Whiskey. Welcome back to the Fred Minnick Show. I'm Fred, of course, and we've got a great guest for you this week. I'm a big fan of heavy metal, as you know. If you've been following me for any amount of time, you know I love me some heavy metal. And the thing is, heavy metal to me is relaxing. It makes me think. It helps me kind of like unwind. I don't really pay attention a whole lot to the lyrics, but I like the sound and the bass. Actually... I love the bass. I'm a big fan of the bass. I think the bass is very underrated in all of music. And today we have the heavy metal bassist for Whitechapel, Gabe Crisp. And here's the thing. Gabe is a bit of a whiskey nerd. So this turns out to be a big, big whiskey podcast. We talk about music. Don't get me wrong, but it's more about the whiskey. And I can't wait for you to get to know Gabe. Really, really cool dude. So check out this interview with my new friend, Gabe Chris. But first, a word from our sponsors. People want a great whiskey that isn't like every other whiskey. So nestled in the shadow of Pikes Peak, 291 Colorado whiskey is distilled from grain to barrel to bottle. Exceptional Western whiskey, unlike any other. Passion permeates every sip. Utilizing grains from the Colorado Plains, water collected from Pikes Peak Reservoirs, and finished with Aspen Staves, 291 Colorado Whiskey is an award-winning single barrel and small batch whiskey. Hard made the Colorado way. Our recipe, our stills, independent and always rugged, refined, and rebellious. 291 Colorado Whiskey is proud of its humble roots and excited as we expand to new frontiers. Get your taste of Colorado at 291coloradowhiskey.com. Online orders available or find a bottle near you. Ride it like you stole it. Drink it like you own it. Live fast. Drink responsibly. At Michter's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single barrel whiskey as we do, each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18-month or more air-dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier or lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller, Dan McKee, and our master of maturation, Andrea Wilson, say it's just right. Michter's Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky, is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Michter's Whiskey, go to michters.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Michter's Distillery. It's all about the whiskey. Joining the Fred Minnick Show from Whitechapel, I'm telling you, this is a band you don't want to miss, especially if you like metal. But I think even if you don't like metal, you'll like Whitechapel. Gabe Crisp. Gabe, how you doing, sir? Doing great, man. How you doing? Man, so I am so excited to have you on. So this all came about because you all tweeted at me saying like, hey, you need to come on the show. And I was like, 
you know what? Yeah, come on the show. <laughs> yeah, that was me. I, I definitely uh, I was a fan. So when you said who should be on the show, I uh, took liberties into my own hands. I love that. And we are right now, we are streaming to, you know, my YouTube members and to uh, select fans of Whitechapel. So everyone who's listening live, thank you. If you're not listening live and you're catching this on the uh, on the podcast side, thank you very much as well. Make sure you're also tuning in to Whitechapel on Apple Music or Spotify or however you get your devices. Uh, Gabe, do you actually, do you all have albums too? Do you sell albums and stuff as merch? Yeah, so uh, we're about to release uh, a new record, but yeah, we've got multiple records out. You can uh, find those on our merch store and stuff like that. It's, yeah, seven, right? You got seven? Uh... Yeah, that's nice. it. Nice. So, all right, so Gabe, uh, I wanted, we, we started this conversation. I was trying to convince you all to, to come on the show and play, uh, play acoustic. Uh, I, sure. I, I got to realizing that... Uh, the bass player is the one is probably the one band member who's always going to veto uh, an acoustic performance. Am I am I right in that? I would I would definitely be there if it got if it was a thing, but it's one of those things that I probably wouldn't have to be. <laughs> <laughs> what what does a bass player do during an acoustic performance? I'll probably play an acoustic bass, but yeah, I mean it would not be too much going on. It's not the There's same. already three guitars in the band, so I'm already playing fourth wheel. Well, come on now! Don't be t- selling yourself short here. the The bass player is the is the heartbeat, right? I mean, in, in the heartbeat of of the band, especially in metal. Oh yeah, it definitely is. Uh, it's the fun job. I, I like to say. So, where did you get your inspiration to become a bass player? Uh, I'm. When I was, you know, growing up, I was always into music and stuff, and uh, it was just one of those things where everybody played guitar and. I just thought the bass was cool. I was a big fan of the band Green Day. They were bass driven, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much it. And then you became a bourbon fan. How did you become a bourbon that's, fan? That's the, that, the pandemic did that actually, crazy enough. So we would get Blantons on our rider sometimes back in the day because we knew it was uh, you know more expensive than Jack, and it was kind of like a specialty item stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But as far as bourbon, I I didn't really have much i mean didn't know anything about it really and then we uh i went with a bachelor party to lexington toward wild turkey toward buffalo trace and came home a huge fan like love the story you know love the idea that it's you know made in america and all this good stuff and Mm -hmm. started bottles and then learning about it and now i'm hooked that's awesome so you were you are a newbie to to bourbon i'm very new yeah so how long how long you been in it? Less than, less than a year, yeah. Less than a year I've been into it. And I, I, Christmas, you know, and then I got my buddy, like Way, uh, Alex Wade that plays in the band. We set out and tried to get some some bottles. We waited in the rain for two hours uh, Christmas Eve to try to get to score some Weller here in town. Like, we were, we were all in it. That's awesome. And so you've got this shirt on. It says, Coffee Black Bourbon Neat. And that's from <laughs> uh, Bellamy there in Nashville. Yeah. Yeah, I went and toured the, I guess it's Nelson Green or whatever. Nelson, yeah, Nelson Greenbrier, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, uh, yeah, the owner is the owner's a good friend, actually. Really good guy. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, last time I was in Nashville, went out there and checked it out. Nice. Now, you all, where where are you all from? Like, how did, how did Whitechapel uh, connect? 
everybody's from originally from Knoxville. Um, the band started because there was a couple local bands that, you know, were doing that whole local play every other weekend kind of thing. And, and a couple, two of those, like what I would call the bigger bands in Knoxville, more or less came together to do something that could go further. And I happened to be, you know, friends with the guys and was there right place, right time. Hey, do you want to play bass? And, you know, been there since 06. Wow. And it's, and it's like you all achieved uh, a lot of success, uh, you know, pretty, pretty early on. And, you know, you're still a young, you're still a young band, but, you know, you've got quite the resume already with a lot of, uh, you know, billboard top 200s on there. And, you know, so where, you know, how have you all handled COVID? How's, what's it been like during COVID? Uh, we were supposed to leave, um, I believe in April and by February we, we were told we weren't going to go. And, uh, but that just put hundred percent into our new record that we, uh, it's already, we, we went ahead and wrote and recorded everything. And that's pretty much what this last year has, has been, it, you know, it's kind of cool to have a break, you know, not for, you know, mm -hmm. these reasons, but you know, for the last, you know, since Oh six really, I've, you know, been traveling and never been at home more than a few months at a time, maybe, but, it was good to be home and, and experience the whole, you know, real world for a little bit, but it's definitely a little, <laughs> it's getting old now. So ready to get back out there. Yeah. Cause you all were, you all had, this was going to be an important year for you all where you kind of like, this was the year that you would be, you know, headlining festivals and being like, um, you know, right there on the, on the bills with, you know, the biggest bands in, in the game. So I, 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 I can see, see this being a very frustrating time. Yeah, no, I mean, legitimately, we had some of the bigger tours that we would ever would have done. So, I mean, with the, with our band, you know, we've been able to have a pretty, you know, pretty steady incline where we've been able to go out and, and gain fans, you know, every time we go. So every time we're, you know, we go over Europe and do mm -hmm. tours with big bands, you know, it's always, uh, it's getting bigger and better every time. So we, we missed out on some stuff, but I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I think we'll be back. Well, I tell you what, we're all, we're all missing live music. It's, uh, it is, it is, uh, oh, it's painful. It's painful to not have live music. And I know it's painful for you to not be able to be on the stage, but as a fan, I miss it so much, you know, I would love for you to come to a show sometime. We're going to make it happen. Yes. And I would love to, I, I'd love to do like, uh, if you're ever in Louisville, I'd love to like do an intro for you all, uh, on the stage out here. Like that would be, that'd be really cool for me to, you know, to have that with one of my favorite bands. So, uh, I, 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 we sent you some cool stuff. So do you have all, do you have everything next to you? Yeah. I got my three bottles here and I got, I got a Glenn for each one. All right. And you got a, you got a bottle of 291 as well, right? You mean bring that over too? Yeah, let's grab that. Let's go ahead and gra grab grab that go. little bottle. Yeah. Cool. Of course, that I've already. I and I don't. Those. I don't have my bottle, so now I have to go grab my bottle. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I'll be right back. Sounds good. 
know, talk about Johnny prepared over here. So the, uh, yeah. So what we're going to do here is I'm actually going to do a, um, I'm, we're going to do like a little kind of tutorial on how to taste, you know, and like talk, talk about this brand a little bit. So two ninety. Ask you as many questions as you want to ask me. Tell you the truth. Absolutely, that's awesome. So two ninety one is a sponsor of the show, so you know they've uh, they've been very gracious to like make sure all my guests get get uh, plenty of bottles, and uh, so definitely make sure you are taken care of after this. So. This is a this is going to be a, a very different style of bourbon to like kind of practice with, but the 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 whole the whole point of what I do is to try and teach people you know education you know how to taste and basically how to appreciate what you're tasting versus just like slamming it and you know getting drunk all the time and it's it's basically my effort to uh, you know to teach people how to taste. And so for me that the whole the whole world the whole thing starts with analyzing the color. So when when American whiskey goes into the barrel it says clears the water from your tap uh or at least bourbon is. So bourbon bourbon comes off the tap it's uh or comes off of uh the still it's no higher than 160 proof they will cut it with water down to a maximum of 125 proof and they'll put it in that new charred oak barrel. And every day that it's in that new charred oak barrel, it's moving in and out of that wood, getting all of the color in the majority of the, the flavor and the aromatic properties. And so just an analyzation of the color can be a very rewarding and fun experience. So if you just take a look at this, we're looking at kind of like a straw color. Sure. It's a nice little straw color. And then, uh, and then when you smell it, when you bring it to your nose like this and you will smell it with your mouth open. By smelling it with your mouth open, you will pick up more than just kind of like the alcohol fumes and your olfactory, you know, your olfactory is not pounded, if you will. Sure. And then when you taste, you just want to put a little bit on your palate and feel it kind of go back and forth and watch it walk, feel it all the way back and see how it feels along the way. You will feel the sweetness on the tip of your tongue. Uh, or at least this is how most palates are. You'll feel the sweetness of the tip of your tongue, the savory and the saltiness in the middle, and like the bitterness and spice toward the back. You'll also feel bitterness uh, along the sides. If you if you feel a lot of flavor on the sides of your palate, you know that's kind of that's the areas where a lot of super tasters can feel their 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 tasting. So if you're feeling it over there, you might have a hidden uh, talent that you didn't know. Hmm. And then after you've tasted it and you feel it kind of like go all the way down, how long it's on your palate, so how much, how long the flavor is still there and how long um, you can still pick up the alcohol and the flavor. And as it goes down, you know, that is the, that is the, uh, that's basically the finish. So however long it lasts and what's the flavor that's still there, that's the finish. And you also have taste receptors in your throat and you know kind of like a little bit down here in your stomach area so that is a little tutorial on how to taste so now tell me what did you what did you smell and what did you taste like when when you're talking about the straw color i kind of get like almost like a weedy smell to it mm. like it's uh 
And then I'm saying that it's, you know, you I have mean, like, like, oats, like, we, just... like when you say we, do you like, you mean like the marijuana? Wheat, wheat, wheaty. Oh, I'm wheaty, sorry. wheaty. All right. <laughs> wheaty smell. No, sorry. Yeah. And then I'm, it's something different. And I say that it's finished with Aspen wood staves. So I'm sure that's what I'm smelling. Well, so what is this? This is a finished whiskey. Is that what we're calling this? Yeah. So this is a this is a Colorado bourbon that is finished with uh, aspen wood stave. So this is kind of like a kind of like an original, uh, you know, design in in the creation of the whiskey. In that there's not really a there's not really many people doing stuff with aspen wood. Aspen wood is a kind of a new new style of wood that's been introduced by to American whiskey uh, into 291. And, you know, I have to tell you, it's very, you know, it's very unique. It makes the whiskey stand out. And people who love this love it. I mean, and they yeah. and the people who hate it, hate it. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's one of the most divisive, uh, you know, whiskeys that I've seen yeah. on the market. I opened the bottle when I first got it, and the first time I tried it out, it's more appealing this time than it was the first time. I gotta admit, like the first time I tried it, it, it was I think I was drinking other things beside it, and it just it was so different. But this by itself, I feel like it's it's definitely drinkable. Yeah, again, it's a two ninety one. Hmm. So it almost like that like jack daniels charcoal vibe to it almost like well there's you know you know that aspen wood does come off as smoky you know for me yeah. it's, it's always very smoky That's a good um, way sure. and, and now i want i want to jump to the wisconsin so we're going from we're going from colorado to wisconsin and we're essentially you know this is a this is kind of a uh, an example of how bourbon doesn't have to be made in the United or ha doesn't have to be made in Kentucky. It only has to be made in the United States. And so uh, that was a law that passed in 1964. And uh, a lot of people think bourbon always has to be made in Kentucky. That's just simply not the case. You know, it can be made anywhere in the United States. And so Wisconsin, J. Henry and Sons does a very, very good job. This is a five-year-old uh, cast strength. And, you know, this is packing some heat. It's 124 proof. 124 yeah. proof. You know, I seen the, I didn't think, I didn't recognize Jay Henry until I seen the label. And I, I feel like I have seen that before. Maybe. You've seen this before? Yeah. Oh, you know, if you go to, if you go to many of the, um, if you go to many of the uh, Nashville bars, you will definitely, okay. you'll definitely see, you'll definitely see uh, this one out there because it does have good distribution. Sure. I like the smell. Yeah, this has got this has got some sweetness to it. It's got some um, got some like cornbread out of the oven kind of deal. Very nice. Funny though, it's easy to drink. It doesn't. It's not crazy overbearing by any means. You know, the 120 proof, you've got to like, you know, that can catch up on you real quick, right? Sure. 
I don't think I would have guessed that if I would. I don't think I would have put one twenty on it. Is that an expensive bottle? Uh, I don't know the price point on this. I think it's I think it's like seventy five. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the Google. Let's see what the Google says. It drinks like a pretty nice bottle for sure. Yep, I was right. Like 70 bucks. All right. So, you know, what you kind of the kind of the one of the fun things about, you know, sipping bourbon with people and interviewing them is you get to ask questions, you know, and this is, you know, get some good stuff here. And, you know, I would love, you know, I love the base. I love the base. Sure. Could you ever see, like, you know, could you see, like, you know, a, a base takeover of Whitechapel? Like, everything's just all bass and some drums, maybe a little uh, rhythm guitar, anything, and some vocals. Could you could you see a moment where it's an all bass takeover? Is that your dream? It's... It's one of those things like uh, I definitely feel like that could happen. Like there could be like a bridgey part where it's like drum and bass, and we do stuff kind of like that uh, every now and then. But uh, I don't see it being like a whole song by any means. But yeah, every now and then we're, we're able to play around with a little drum and bass because you know the bass guitar is heavy. Mm-hmm. It works out. What are who are some of the who are some of the bass players that you really you really look up to right now? So, like I guess I always have to bring in the whole uh, the whole Green Day with Mike Durant thing, just simply because that's the reason why I started playing guitar or mm-hmm. bass. Rather, um, you know, you have like your your, your Cliff Burtons and in such in like Metallica vibes and stuff. But uh, for me, like uh, the Tool bass player and uh, is is pretty much the I can't even tell you his name. That's how well I know the guy. But uh, either way. <laughs> it's inspiring how about that you 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 like the sound sure with what we're doing you know nowadays that's kind of the vibe for sure justin chancellor there you go that sounds right yeah if i seen it on a list i could have picked it out <laughs> so uh what do, what do you play any other instruments is there anything else that you play from time to time uh, as far as instruments go, no. I mean, I def I, I I have a you know guitars and acoustic guitar and stuff like that. I can I can pick up and mess around on, but mostly just uh, the bass guitar. Yeah, little backup vocals. I mean, I'm trying. I mentioned it to the guys. I said, you know, I'm just hanging out a lot of times. Just <laughs> you need me to sing. You let me know. It hasn't happened yet, but I'm waiting for the call. It's gonna I happen. It. You know, yeah, I mean. I think all you got to do is just, you know, bribe them with bourbon, right? Mm-hmm. Just like one song. Give me one song. I'll here's a, here's a bottle of whatever, you know. You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. I th- like I said, I, it's not it, it's been said before. I mean, you got like that deep voice. Like you got like a you got a throaty voice. That I could see some 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 deep, you know, Backup sounds. Tried, yeah, the one time back in the like the very beginning of the band, we were 
just messing around. And the one time I tried to do some sort of actual scream, it was mm-hmm. something you could still laugh about today. It's it's a lot harder than people think it is to scream and yell and make it sound forceful and actually articulate and and make it sound like something and do that for an hour. It's there's a skill for sure that I no. I would need lots of practice. Well, it seems like folks in the chat want to see you get in on, in on some uh, some backup vocals. Uh, how, do I, how do I get on the chat? Is it is that is that a thing I can see, or am I out of that? Uh, yeah, I can. Uh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll send you the chat real quick. And it's not a it's not a super. Um, you know, again, we're we're streaming live to our two uh, hardcore fans, and so there's right. so there's a few people in there. But uh, let me get let me go ahead and pop this chat out, and I will send it to you. What do you end up doing, like one of these shows a week or something, or how's that work? Yeah, I do. I do two shows a week. Yeah, two shows. Nice. Well, I mean, I do the interviewing and so forth, two shows yeah. a week, but. Uh, all right, so I'm gonna. This is gonna be the link to actually the link that I would have sent you earlier. Just click okay. on th- just click on that and uh, and click pop out chat, and you'll be able to see it on the side. But right now we have. Uh, oh, well, I I was on my phone when I did that earlier. I'm on my wife's computer. It's all good. Don't worry about okay. it. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> no. it should I was just be. Saying, questions. I can't even see the chat, but yeah, you can just tell me if there's a. Question yeah. Well, Evan Tide popped in and said, uh, "Phil isn't that important when we were talking about backup vocals." So. Oh well, I know who that is. I'm pretty sure. But uh, that's a, that's like the most. That's a, that's hilarious because Phil is pretty much the, he's the man. So I appreciate that. Let's uh, so let's do a side by side now. Let's do a side by side between the 291. Yeah. And the J Henry, and let's see which one you like better coming, you know, the non out of the non Kentucky ones. I can go ahead and tell you, I think I like that J Henry better. J Henry's doing it for you, huh? I'm, okay. I've been, I've been having a lot of fun drinking that one. Oh, nice, nice. Okay, so now let's go to, let's go to the nine year old Fitzgerald bottled and bond. This is from the spring edition of uh fitzgerald their decanter series it is absolutely uh one of the most the one of the one of the brands i get the most excited about because i'm i love these uh i love the old fitzgerald line i'm i'm excited too because this is something i've just seen in the like once or twice so it, when you said this i was try to like like uh like my boy Doug Pendleton says, the moderator of my YouTube channel, he's like, I always take care of my guests, and I sent you I, the the two the two we're about to taste, you know, they're both uh, they're both like you know if they if this was football, these would be pro bowlers. So yeah, I have a I have a story for the the fifteen year because like the one of the reasons like one of the first bottles that I tried that really made me realize how awesome bourbon was was a, a 15-year store pick that my buddy had mm-hmm. or not a, a barrel pick, i guess you'd call it it's actually a barrel pick but and it was when i it's like i realized how you know amazing 15-year whiskey can be mm-hmm. and when i said that i was pretty excited 
and then oh. this is so it's actually the 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 maroon label is what you sent right uh from the knob creek yeah yeah so this is the limited edition 15 year old 100 proof but first we're tasting the old fitzgerald bottle in a bond by the way we're recording this on march 3rd of 2021 this is a historic day gabe historic day this is uh the anniversary of the bottled and bond act and the bottled and bond act which was what we're sipping now we're sipping some bottled and bond it is a it's a piece of consumer legis protection legislation that was passed in 1897 that basically saved uh bourbon in a lot of ways because up until then they were they were adding things like prune juice tobacco spit rattlesnake heads all this really disgusting stuff and uh they passed this act and it allowed it allowed uh distillers to bottle themselves and bottle um uh basically bottle you know without having to send it to a wholesaler and it gave consumers and doctors and druggists a guarantee that the whiskey that you bought was essentially pure so i'll toast to you to the bottle and bond act today my friend cheers cheers Definitely tasty. Yeah, that's that's nice all around. Now, as you taste that one, take a focus on where it is hitting your hitting your palate, because this one, uh, you know, feels def very differently on the palate than the Jay Henry and Sons. Lighter on the palate, way up front on my tongue for sure. It's it, it, such a sweet smell. You got some skills there, Gabe Crisp. I don't know what I said that sounded good, but I'm glad that you say so. I'm yeah, sure that, you you got some tasting skills here. Well, let's develop them, and I can steal your job. How about that? Well, I tell you what, if I had any, if I had any like musical talents, I I would be doing that. My only talent is 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 drinking, you know. Apparently, so it's I I have one talent. I I drink with people, so you you like, got it. Like You've got a say, real talent. Like, yeah, no, it's like, it's like it's like whatever you do, be the best at it. That's you know it. What I mean? That's right. So I mean, the fact that you are known for drinking liquor is, congrats, you won. Well, thank you for that. I mean, someone's got to do it. It it is a rough job, you know, especially the next day I, sometimes. I feel like I should know the story, but how did you get into it? Uh, so I basically. I, I locked into it and then, you know, in a lot of ways I kind of got, um, you know, I listened to, you know, people reaching out for me for, for work. And, um, I had, um, I'm an Iraq veteran. And when I came home from Iraq, I, I basically started to get into therapy. And one of the therapy lessons that I learned was, um, was mindfulness. And, um, and I, I, I was trained at basically like how to focus like all my energy on tasting a, a chip. And I was at the time I was freelancing as a writer and I was writing about alcoholic wine and bourbon. And I'd applied that mindfulness technique of like focusing on what I'm tasting, you know, to bourbon. And it is kind of, it is kind of blossomed. And I have a, um, my background's in agriculture and I have a love for history. So you know, there's a lot of history with bourbon, and there's a lot of agriculture with bourbon, so it fit really, really well. 
That's awesome. Well, thank you for your service, man. Cheers, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, dude. This is delicious. It is good. It holds up to the hype. Sometimes I see these bottles behind these glass doors, and I wonder if they're really worth it, but that's delicious. Yeah, I mean, the hype in bourbon is uh, is a lot, right? And so there is there is a lot of um, hype. But do you, do you think that is the same in music? Like, I mean, I, I feel like in music, like there's a band that you can listen to and you're like, you have no idea why no one else is listening to them. Like they're amazing, so talented, and they work their asses off, but they just don't hit. You know, do you think uh, do you think there's a similar hype situation in music at all? I mean, I know that I'm getting older and it's hard for me to like relate, which is, you know, you heard I heard people say that when I was young and I thought, what does that even mean? But I get it because there is music out there that's popular that I don't like. So is that hype? I don't know. But uh, and but, that's but, how I really do it. But do you, like, do you get why people like it, though? Do you get why well, people like it? Um, I can. I don't know. It's it's weird because I do feel like a lot of times uh, the hype well hype sells at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But yes, you have to be decent. You have to be good to even get some hype. I get that. But I'm just old, and sometimes these bands are hyped up by. It's hard for me to. To appreciate it, I guess. Wait, hold on. You you don't look like you're any older than 32. How old are you? Well, I'll be 35 in April. So. Oh, that ain't that ain't old. But I guess in metal years, it's not too bad. But I mean, think. Th- yeah, but think about like think about like all the all the bands that would um, you know would love to be where you all are right now. I mean, you all of like sure. you're you're in that you're in a great spot. You know, I mean, like you you guys are in that conversation of like the next wave of the top tier of, of metal. And if I'm and wrong, if yeah. and if I'm wrong in that, let me know. But I mean, I feel like you guys are you're in well, that would, conversation. We wouldn't, yeah, we would not be writing uh, records and putting stuff out and doing this if we didn't think that there was somewhere to go with it. Um, if you're going to be in a band and you're just going to put stuff out, I don't think, I don't think that really, I mean, you have to want to, to grow your, yourself. I mean, it is a job and it is a career. Yeah. Well, until pandemic hit, I guess, but either way you want to better yourself and take things as far as they can. And we do see ourselves take it. I mean, cause yes, the older I get, I'm seeing band, like Slayer no longer play shows. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're done. Well, you know, we'll see, I guess, but, I'm pretty sure they're done. So that's, that's a big band. That's someone has to fill those shoes. And that's pretty much where it's at. Like, I'm not saying we're going to be the next slayer, but yes, if we keep continue playing shows, someone has to fill those spots. And, you know, that's what we're striving to do. That's what we want to do. And I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. You heard it here first folks. Uh, Gabe Crisp of Whitechapel compared themselves to slayer without comparing themselves to slayer. But really, no. I mean, if you think about it, it really is. We're in it. We're in a transition time, uh, you know, for metal, and like yeah. you know, in the big four, um, you know, is it's 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 a very different time. And someone's got to fill those shoes, you know. And we'll, we're still yet to see what the pandemic has had for bands. Like, uh, 
I don't know. I mean, I'm in conversations with bands, you know, very few really. Everybody that I know on my that I that I tour with, I'm pretty sure is going to be back as soon as they they can. But who knows? There might be bands that didn't make it that just haven't really let us know. And that, we'll see. You know, when stuff starts back, how how it works. I think the bigger bands with the bigger crowds are going to be able to to play shows a lot faster than these. Mm-hmm. The, the smaller bands playing the smaller clubs if if there's reduced capacities still you know you have to figure it costs money to play shows and if they're if they're 50 percent full and a hundred you know and like a thousand people is sells it out then you know that's a, that's a lot you know when it's a hundred thousand people capacity and fifty thousand people show up there's still some money but so that's where there's like a few lines that we're going to have to see what happens do you, do you think that uh, metal has a greater loyalty from fans than other genres? Uh, I would absolutely, 100%. Yeah, metal fans are definitely there for the long haul, nine times out of ten. There is the elitist, you know, and all that stuff, like with anything. But generally speaking, uh, metal fans are, are are good fans, and that's why we're still here. Because I, I can see, like... Um... You know, when the when things open up a little bit, I can see metal shows like having no problem selling out. I see, but you know, I don't know if it's the same for pop shows, which re- relies a little bit more on a kind of a casual, casual You're, fan. Yeah, I mean, it's a different a different experience going to a metal show. Like people definitely thrive, like the whole moshing and stuff like that. It's still relevant, and I'm sure that there's people out there that that miss that aspect of. Mm-hmm getting in a sweaty crowd and 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 i don't think that that's why you go to see a pop show so yeah it's it's a little different i don't know man I, back in the day what? i would get in the mosh pit of a britney spears concert and boy i'd tear it up you know <laughs> so we have some questions uh if if you're listening to this on the podcast side on the audio side later on we are live streaming to my my membership community and we we uh, open this up to Whitechapel fans as well, and we've got some good questions coming in, Gabe. Uh, oh, Tim wow. Tim Cornet, who is a YouTube member, asks: Besides metal, what other types of music do you listen to? Yeah, so I, I honestly don't listen to much metal anyway. Like uh, crazy enough, um, right now I mostly listen when I'm in the car and stuff. I listen to podcasts, but I pretty much listen to the same music I did in high school when I'm not when I'm just like at the gym or riding around and, and have music on, it's uh, like uh, old pop, like 2000s, 90s pop punk and mm-hmm. 60s, 60s, like classic rock, like like Eagles and Cleetons Clearwater Revival. Um, and then the songs, like the, the pop punk stuff that, that got me into music when I was younger. It's, I don't know. I don't, as far as new bands and stuff, I, I people have to, beg me to listen to him because i just have no desire whatsoever it's pretty sad you you sound like you have this old soul you know you, you're 35 and you already think you're old and you're like yeah. already saying like get off my lawn a little bit <laughs> that's, that's, i feel like that's why chapel in a, in a sense but yeah at least, at least a couple of us anyway that that's the that's the dna we're going to do our own thing and listen to stuff from the 70s and respect slayer Everybody else, fuck off. Is that about right? I'll deal with that. That sounds great. <laughs> so now let's go to the Knob Creek 15-year-old. I know you've been eyeing it. I know this is something that you're uh, salivating for. So, I'm excited. Because 
the first time, like, like I said, I had a 15 year old Knob Creek before. It was a uh, a barrel pick that a, a buddy mm-hmm. did to try it, and I just remember the mouth feel. I've not had anything to touch that since then. It was wow. real oily, and I'm I, I really liked it. It's like coated my mouth like oily. I don't know. We'll see that's what happens. A, that's here. a that's a beautiful description. Actually, I love me some oily bourbons. Right. So, can you name some? Like, what? What? If I wanted to find one. Uh. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. So, what? One that's uh, pretty available. Uh, would be rare breed from the Wild Turkey oh, line. Yeah, yeah, that's so like it, my favorite off the off the shelf stuff. Yeah. So that like, that's that's one. Uh, old Forster nineteen twenty can tint can sometimes be have like an oily kind of mouthfeel, but it's not always. Uh, you know, there are some lower proof ones that have it as well. I can put a list together for you and go back through some notes. That's got it right there. A little bit more so now, than the others. Are you picking up just a touch of banana on the nose? Since you got this super nose here, I want to, want to get, getting some banana up in here. I just get that. I just get nuts, nuttiness really much. I want to find. I feel like that I, when I watch these bourbon reviews, that I drink the liquor with them. And I'm like trying to find the same things, and I, I don't know. Maybe my nose is screwed up. Like fruit, I can't never can. I, people pull fruit out of stuff, and I can never pull fruit in general. Just in. Mm-hmm. Have you ever broken your nose or been in a fight where you got banged up pretty badly? You see this scar right here? Not really. So yeah. I was playing backyard football. It's weird because it's like backwards. Like I'm trying to touch my nose. And it's weird. But so mm-hmm. I was playing backyard football, and this part of my nose was touching my cheek, but this was still there. Like I oh, wow. ruined my nose. Yeah. I wonder if that's really up. Yeah, that like pretty when people have nose injuries, um, it's almost always they can't smell certain things. Uh, but there are ways to like retrain your nose. You just gotta, you gotta really work on it. Um, you know, I, and there there are some air aroma kits, but also, you know, I can tell that your palate's really good, and so your your tongue might actually be compensating for your nose. You know, so because I mean, they're like, connected. Gotcha. Like I smell, I I smell sweet. You know, I can get, uh, I can usually get chocolate and. Like the, to- I really find myself going re- like recently more towards uh, finished barrels. I love like Elijah Craig toasted barrel and just like a. I bought my father in law the. Uh, oh man, what was that? The uh, it's where they put the rendezvous rye in the cat in the cat in the port barrel. What is that? Uh, Old West. Oh, um, uh, High West. High West. Sorry. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, gosh, I can't think of the. They put the the rendezvous rye, I think, into a port barrel. I love mm-hmm. that stuff. Can't remember what it's called. What do they call that? So uh, RVA whiskey in the chat, you know, is very concerned about your nose, and he's got oh, a God. he's he's got a he's got a, a recommendation for you. Uh, mm. s- smell the crease in your elbow. Yeah, and then and then nose the whiskey. So smell elbow. Get all up in there in your elbow. You know, stick that nose in there. I think he might have just wanted to see your tattoo as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, so you got your elbow, and now anything, and also make sure you're smelling with your mouth open. 
it'll um so here we go I'm just searching for banana that I'm not finding. But are you smelling something else? And I think I just put, I just snorted some. It went up my nose. I do there not recommend. Go. I do not recommend snorting bourbon like you would other things backstage. Yeah, my nose was, like it's so hard for me to discern like a it's a singular thing. Mm. Like it smells. Like if I smelled all three, I can give you differences in the in the three. But that's the start, that man. You're you're a you're a year young in the bourbon tasting, my friend. So let's let us uh, we all begin somewhere, and I think you're off to a great start. But taste wise, that's incredible. I love it. What's your favorite? Well, I'm gonna pour a little bit more Fitzgerald beside the Knob Creek, but it's between those two. Okay. Yeah, I have a, another trip to Lexington planned at the end of April, so I'm excited to go back. Oh, you have to hit me up. Oh, for sure. Are you? I mean, so you're in Lexington, or no? I'm in. I'm in Louisville, so you're I can always make Louisville. a drive out. Yeah. Oh, sure, man. Yeah, it's one of the, uh, it's like a little guy's trip. Uh, one of the guys in the band's actually having the first chapel baby, so we're gonna go up there and celebrate before that happens wow so we're going to be celebrating a chapel baby that's awesome yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a couple babies in the group which is crazy there's like three guys going that's all going to have kids pandemic was good for something well you know that's funny because they you know you see the news reports and they're saying like sex is down i'm like what do we have a sex meter i mean are people coming out of like the bedroom pushing a button and it's going to the new york times i mean <laughs> It's, it... So I get they're coming from the fact that relationships are you're you're stuck at home with somebody and everybody's pissed off or something. But I'm going with the, this is the next baby boom. Yeah, I'm with you're you stuck. there. I'm I'm with I you on that. that even from the Knob Creek than the Old Fitzgerald. I'm putting them back to back. I smell yeah. more. I get a nut. I can smell nuts. <laughs> That's one thing I can smell. In the Knob Creek in the or the Fitzgerald? In the Knob Creek. Okay. Now go back to the J. Henry. All right. Less on the nose completely. Like there's just See the proof. The proof I see now after mm -hmm. tasting the other ones, mm -hmm. it's still not bad. It's almost like kind of a kind of like it. So the finish on that one, I guess I could give to Jay Henry, honestly. So you think there. the the finish on Jay Henry wins, but the nose and palate go to. The nose I have to give to Knob Creek. And so the winner of the nose is the knob. And now who's gonna get the palette? The the Chapel Palette Award. I like that. Man, I don't know. The Fitzgerald's pretty good. But I feel like I have a a little bit of a 
an edge to the Knob Creek. So when you taste youth, do you taste it? Do you, do you taste like a, a wheaty vibe? Like when I say yeah. Wheat, like wheat. Yeah, yeah, so like De wheat. definitely graininess, really yeah. Okay, yeah. graininess. That's the word I should start using. Because when I, uh, I associate no, it, youth with graininess. Yeah, if you, taste, my... if you taste wheat, you could taste like if it's a, you know, so if you want to break down the grain, let's take a look at all the different grains. We got, uh, we got wheat bread, we got rye bread, we got pumpernickel, we got, um, you know, corn on the cob, you know, oatmeal. I mean, so there's, once you once you have selected like a kind of like a base category, then start trying to define it. Like, boom, grain. Okay, what kind? Wheat. Okay, what style of wheat? Uh, bread, muffin, uh, a malto meal. Um, you know, like like that burnt toast. Uh, you got rye. Okay, what kind of rye is it? You know, raw rye. Is it rye muffin? Rye bread. Okay, I got corn. How is that defined? Is it cornbread, corn on the cob, uh, grains like like sweet grains from a, for horse feed or something like that? So there's a lot of different ways. Once you kind of figure out that basic category where it's from, you layer yeah. it down into uh, to where it's at, and you know you're basically you're going, you are looking at a five year old J Henry Wisconsin bourbon up against a 15 year old Kentucky bourbon and a nine year old Kentucky bourbon. So for for you to even say that it is gone head to head in a way with two juggernauts in a in bourbon, that's a win yeah. for Jay Henry. And and you're not wrong. I mean, I'll be honest with you, if I'm in a taste off, if if I'm doing a taste off between these three, there's a very good chance if I'm in the right kind of mind frame for what I how I'm tasting it's a very good chance Jay Henry wins that taste off. So, yeah. The, the, the proof alone, I think, is is a, is a big thing for me. I did. I used to shy away from stuff that's up there, but there's a beauty in proof for sure. Ab absolutely. Beauty in, in proof. And the thing is, is like in higher proof, like you can, you can dilute it down to how you like. But once it's diluted down, you can't bring it back up. You, right. You know, so... Uh, now, now is the moment we gotta, we gotta, we gotta pick the, uh, the Gabe Crisp favorite for the White Chapel. We got the White Chapel babies coming. Now we're about to have the White Chapel. Singular, at least as far as right now. So here we go. The White Chapel award goes to. Oh gosh. <laughs> if, I had to pick, if I had to pick, I mean, I gotta pick the Knob Creek. I gotta go with it. All right. Knob Creek is your champion, everybody. Here's to Knob Creek. I feel like, I feel like my dad would be proud. It's just nutty. I, I get nut. I get not like I don't want to say peanut butter, but just it's nutty on the it's, nose. It's definitely tasty. It is definitely tasty. Yeah, that's delicious. All right. Well, you said you guys are working on some new music. What's are you all able to get together to play, or do you, or is it uh, all virtual? Uh, well, the record's done actually, so we did all that, and we were. Uh, it was a little. I mean, we were pretty 
you know, pretty smart about everything when we did it. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it was, you know, two or three people in a room at a time, maybe four or five at tops. Like, cause uh, there's six of us drummer that's currently playing with us lives in Maryland. And uh, one of the guys lives in Nashville. So whenever he would come in, we'd, we'd get in. We, a couple of us are actually working, you know, nine to five kind of day job stuff too. So we worked around that, but yeah, made a record happen and responsibly, I feel like everything came out good. And we're, I, I want to say that it's the best thing we've ever done. I'm, I feel like that's what everybody's going to say. So sure. Sure. Take it with a grain of salt, but please listen to it when you can, man, because it's going to be a big one. And when, when did you say it hits or is it out now? So that's definitely an unknown. And I, I'm sure if I said anything that I'd get in trouble, but I would imagine that you'll see it by the end of the year. Okay. Yeah. So now it's in that like fine tuning phase, right? Like, so uh, it's, it's yes. Yeah, so it's yeah. recorded. It's being mixed right now. So that's where it's at. And then there's the mastering phase, which I mean, we're pretty much hearing it done right now for the first time. Like okay. I've not heard every song done. How about that? It's, right. it's still there. Awesome. Well, uh, let's see. What about you personally? What are you doing that's new uh, that you've discovered in COVID besides bourbon? Uh, disc golf, actually. <laughs> disc golf. Crazy stuff. Disc golf. It's a real thing. You should look it up. Is that where you like? You like? Throw that's it in. It. Yeah, yeah. I played that yeah. in college. That was horrible. Yeah, exactly. That's what that was me. The first time I ever went, you uh it was just something to do when you were like to be outside and drink a beer. Uh we had a I had a drum tech that was big into it. Never I never really knew much about it other than that, you know, I'd played a couple of times just drinking beers or whatever. And uh he came out on tour with us and with us traveling, you know, we got to see all these crazy courses that I didn't even know existed, or he was telling me that they they exist. And I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah, we're playing the the freaking. There's like the Pebble Beach of disc golf is like 20 minutes away. Let's go check it out. So you go and play one time, and you suck horribly, and you either go, I want to get better and figure this shit out, or you yeah. go, this is not for me, and immediately i said this is not for me i'm i'm not gonna i'm not yeah uh no i'm good i got other things to do i'm on tour but when i got home i uh there's a lot of courses around it's kind of a thing and i uh i started going after working out instead of, i don't like walking on a treadmill i'm not real much into jogging but i do you know i could everybody can um benefit from getting out and just sure. exercising outside so I'd go work out for an hour, hour and a half, whatever. And then I'd go hit the disc golf course with, you know, my two or three discs. And what I tell everybody, it's like, when you throw it, you got to go pick it up. There's no cart, you know, you're in the woods, you're, you're walking up and down hills and stuff. So if you play nine, 18 holes, you're bound to walk a couple miles. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. It was something for me to do mindless cardio. That's kind of how I felt it. You know, I would throw it, go pick it up and just getting outside and then you get where you want to, you know, figure the damn thing out. So, well, here, here, here's here's to mindless figuring out and uh, getting some good cardio in. You can't beat it. But, yeah. uh, uh, you know, Gabe, it's great having you on. It's, it's great, you know, chatting with you. You guys are, you know, a, a great band and definitely, definitely the 
definitely the 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 future of metal and, and you know there's uh there it's a, to me it's an exciting time for heavy metal because like it's you know there's collabs coming in and people outside of the genre want to want to mix with it and and you know you occasionally just randomly seeing it see it in something like you know the simpsons and so it it occasionally has its moment in pop culture so i i see white chapel very much you know in that max mix in the in the future that's the plan so we'll see what happens but you're gonna come to a show and i can't wait It'll yeah yeah heck, where should i listen to the show I, i'm not a guy i don't like watching backstage i like being in the sound booth where where do you recommend if you want to be in the sound booth, that's the that is the best spot. Period. That, that's my favorite spot. Show, when you're if if as far as like observing the show and actually caring about the band, that is the point where the guy is making it sound the best, and that's where the guy that's running the lights is at. You know, that's the best spot. Like if my wife comes out, more times than not, she'll stand at the sound booth, but not beside me on stage. You know what I mean? Because yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 a better time. Um. But I mean, you know, it's it's pretty fun to send side shades too. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Anyway. Yeah, side stage is cool. Uh, you know, you get a pick flicked at you. But uh, when I do come, um, you know, I'll bring uh, I'll bring a nice bottle. And um, but you cannot blame me if you miss a note or something after you had the whole bottle and you got on stage. Can't blame me. You have to promise me that. <laughs> well, we, should, we, we should drink it afterwards then maybe alright all right. Maybe, maybe a couple two three before that's it we'll celebrate to a fine show I hope you enjoyed that interview with Whitechapel's Gabe Crisp he is uh, definitely someone to follow too so make sure you're following him on all the social medias but that's going to do it for us this week make sure you're giving us a, a positive review out there on however you get your podcast it helps with the algorithm gods and spotting us and so forth so uh any review at all actually is appreciated if you have an idea or someone you would like me to book on the show hit me up on fredminnick.com that's fredminnick.com i actually do find guests from time to time through listener feedback and it's a big help when you do that and make sure you're following me on all the social medias just search for my name Fred Minnick. But that's going to do it for this week. Be safe out there. No licking handrails, no licking trash cans. And remember, vodka sucks unless it's being used for hand sanitizer. Cheers. You've been listening to The Fred Minnick Show, brought to you by Michter's American Whiskies and by 291 Colorado Whiskey. For more information on Fred's books, articles, and more, just go to fredminnick.com.